0: Hello, I'm Paul Lee and you're listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. If you're over 60, you're still worthy of being heard. In case you weren't aware, January 14th was Organize Your Home Day. I missed it. Perhaps that's because no one sent me a card or even an email reminder. I didn't see anything on Facebook about it. Well, no worries. I don't need an Organize Your Home Day. I'm not a hoarder, and I'm a very good organizer. But more than that, I'm a very experienced downsizer. Over my lifetime, I have moved countless times. I didn't take the time to actually count them. In fact, since my husband's death 13 years ago, I moved eight times, including twice to foreign countries. One foreign move included all my furniture and my car. They were sent at my employer's expense. The other one I moved with three suitcases and furnished a home abroad at my expenses, while my pared-down American belongings were in a U.S. storage unit and my car was at a friend's house. I love living with... But I have learned to live without. On the occasion of my first downsizing, when I was first widowed, it was fairly easy that is, logistically, not emotionally once I realized that no one really needs four chip and dip platters. By the way, keep that logical versus emotional idea in mind. When I lived abroad, I had one set of inexpensive silverware service for four. What I came home to was four additional sets up to silver-plated service for 12. And when I purchased my current home a couple of years ago, I had to laugh at myself. I was looking to upsize and found myself buying things I'd once owned. Now, I downsized downsize uh, as, as a prelude to moving, and I actually find it very rewarding. First of all, culling through my belongings helps me understand myself better who I was, who I am now. I start with what I know I have to have, and that's usually books and artwork. But while I love reading, I've learned that I don't need to own books so much anymore. I can borrow from the library. I can't count the number of books I've given away over the years. I have a friend who had the opposite problem. She wasn't moving, but she was overwhelmed by her collection of books. She had to hire an organizer to help her with her huge collection. Actually, she hired two different ones, as the first one didn't have a compatible approach to the project. Because this was both a logical, a logistical, and emotional challenge, what worked for her was taking small incremental steps, room by room, shelf by shelf, box by box. It took a lot of time. So many of those books were old friends. But she was so proud of her accomplishment and ultimate donations to local libraries and service organizations. Over the years, the artwork my husband and I had in our three decades together, I once counted 80-plus pieces, not masterpieces. That gave way to my own artwork once I started painting. I suspect that if or when I move again, which I probably will, Some of those canvases will go in the trash or be overpainted to leave me with frames for new works. Clothes? That's easy. I've always had a lot, but I love to buy them. Plus, my size um, vacillates. Can't live without it? Box it. Tired of it? Never fit well? Duplicate? Never liked it much? Bye-bye. Easy peasy. Furniture? Some of it has been tough. The dining room table at which a zillion family dinners were held, as were uh, the guests served at our B&B in Gettysburg. Well, that, that was hard to get rid of. But a Syrian refugee family I'd met really needed furniture. And I was moving abroad, so bye-bye dining room set, sofas, side chairs. It was particularly difficult for me to part with serving dishes, despite that uh, no one needs four-chip-and-dip-set epiphany. But serving dishes carried similar memories of the us, of which I was no longer a part. But the process was also freeing. And in that process, I found that it's really about emotions, not about things. Those things are symbols, representations of a life led or a life to be led. For me, downsizing is more about the emotions than the stuff. It's about moving forward with what I want and need for my next step, as well as keeping what I need to remind me of my past. Usually in my podcasts, I readily admit I'm not an expert on the topic and seek other sources of wisdom, but not this time. This time, I'm going to do something different. Since I do consider myself a downsizing pro, I'm going to share what others have to say about the subject and then offer my own opinion. Well, first of all, before you can downsize, you have to declutter and the Glad Products Company, yes, those folks who make the baggies and um, plastic wrap and so forth, offers um, this, these recommendations to which I will add my opinion. Glad. Before you dive in, figure out what your decluttering goal is. Then start with what you feel is the easiest room or project. For example, if you know you need to do an overhaul of your entire wardrobe, don't tackle your bedroom and closet first. Start with a spice rack in your kitchen. Me. Huh? How is that going to make you feel better about overhauling your wardrobe? Start with a spice rack in the kitchen? No, no, no. Start with your shoes or purses or underwear. Yes, start small, but focus on what needs to be done. Glad. Use the four box method. Box one is for trash. And the Glad company recommends using a particular type of their bag, not really a box. And my opinion is, okay, but why is recycle included with this box? Add another box. Box two, giveaway, sell, me. Again, those should be separate containers. They're going different places. Box three. Of course, I'm way ahead of them on these numbers, if you're keeping track. <laughs> Glad. Storage for things that you can't or don't want to get rid of, but that you aren't in need of on a day-to-day basis. Me. And just where will you store that box or those boxes in your new place? Box four. Uh, by now, I think I'm up to box six, but put away. Me. Duh. Tackling your bedroom may seem like an overwhelming project, especially if you're just learning how to declutter efficiently. To start your bedroom decluttering off on the right foot, spend a few minutes tidying up first. Make your bed and pick up any dirty clothes that might be strewn across the floor. Once the visible day-to-day mess is out of the way, you'll be more motivated to move on to these problem areas. Now that was glad, but uh, enough from them. Their point, however, is well taken, and it is that before you downsize, you need to declutter, and before you declutter, you clean. Not Not just surfaces, but inside drawers, closets and cupboards, desks and cubby holes, shelves on the wall and in the furniture, room by room. The simple, well, Maybe not so simple (laughs) process of pulling things out to clean will help you fill those boxes or glad bags or whatever. The other advantage to having different receptacles, and this is me, not the glad company speaking, is that you can change things around, as in change your mind. Wait, no, I do want that. Wait, no, I, I don't need that. Wait, I could do whatever with that. It gives you a structure which makes the project less overwhelming. To add more structure, I recommend put this on your calendar. Clear however much time you want to do this every day just as if it were an appointment over the course of a few weeks or even months. Now, here are some thoughts I found on the upsides to downsizing, a topic near and dear to the hearts of many retirees. The first step is to understand what the rewards will be, what you'll gain rather than what you'll lose. The second step is understanding how to downsize without turning your life upside down. Quote, Downsizing your home doesn't mean downsizing your lifestyle. In fact, most people find that after moving to a smaller home, they have a lot more time for doing the things they love. The reasons range from less time spent on maintenance and cleaning to fewer possessions to keep organized. Me. Well, yes and no. It depends on how much maintenance you had to personally put into your larger home and what you'd like to do with your time. I lived in a larger home with a husband and children, so the workload was shared. Downsizing alone meant it was all up to me. And somehow, housework doesn't seem to decrease proportional to one square footage. I don't know. Quote, you've been in your current home for years, maybe decades now. Chances are you've accumulated more than a few treasures or family heirlooms that now seem to be gathering dust. You really can't throw them out. So wouldn't it be nice to find a new home for them with someone close to you who might treasure them as you once did? me. Ha! Dream on! (laughs) Do our relatives, our children, grandchildren, nieces, and nephews really care about our stuff? Some pieces? Possibly yes, but I would definitely have a plan B in mind for that priceless item, like Facebook Marketplace. Quote, right up there with family heirlooms, there's another collection of yours that's probably grown over the years. Things You no longer need or want. Unlike the treasured items, however, you may feel just fine about giving them to goodwill or simply throwing them away. Me, oh no, don't throw things away. Have a yard sale or check with local thrift and consignment stores and and maybe donate the proceeds. Donate to a charity. Find a refugee family that's starting over and really could use your things. Check with your place of worship, the library, school system, etc. Do good while getting rid of it. Quote, while you're sorting through your things and deciding what to keep, don't forget the larger items in your home. Rugs, furniture, and other decor items can be sorted according to how happy they make you feel. It's your chance to curate your own collection and come out with a whole new look. It's also a chance to save some money while upgrading your decor. Me? Agree. Quote, now for the more practical benefits of downsizing. For starters, you'll be using fewer resources in your new, smaller home. For example, less energy for heating and cooling and less water for lawn and garden upkeep. Plus, consider the age of your new home. Newer building materials are far more efficient than those typically used in older homes. Newer homes usually have better energy performance on insulation, windows, roof, appliances, HVAC. Bottom line, if you're moving to a smaller home, you're already greener. If you're also moving to a newer home, your energy consumption will probably go down even more. Consider it a green upgrade. That's the end of the quote. My take is, all true, but finances may come into play. New construction is typically more expensive than older, and older construction tends to have thicker walls. Quote, some people downsize because it usually results in significant budget-boosting effects. As a retiree, you may be living on a fixed income, and it's nice to know you're not overspending on your home. Smaller homes are not only cheaper to heat and cool, you'll likely save money on property taxes and rent or mortgage as well. If you move to a homeowner association, your lawn care, leaf raking, snow shoveling, etc. will all be taken care of, plus the cost will probably include most of your current utilities and bills. Me. Hmm so sure I have found that to be true. Certainly not that utilities are included in homeowner associations, and I am finding the reality of those fees daunting. When I think about downsizing again, for example, into a townhouse or condo, I see hundreds of dollars a month being poured into the often politically charged pockets of those HOAs who can raise the fees more or less at will. How could I better use those fees? This gives me pause. Alright, now what if the move is into a retirement home? I know nothing about this, so I'm just offering these recommendations as I found them. Know your new space. Get a floor plan or at least photos of the room so you become familiar with your new living area. Find out if there's storage, if there are stipulations about installing shelving, for example, or hanging new light fixtures, or a wall-hung TV. Can pictures be hung on the walls? Can you paint the walls? Visit your future place of residence and map out the area. Take note of how much cabinet space there is for clothing, where appliances can be placed in the kitchen and the room available to house your hobbies. You can then sketch sketch this out on graph paper or even use an online tool to determine what will fit in your new living area. Don't forget access issues. Can your furniture fit in the elevator or through doors? And what will your view be? Take inventory of what you own. Make a list of everything. Be sure to include all the items that are tucked away in the attic or hiding downstairs in the basement. And get rid of what you don't need, and especially what you may not be able to have or need in a retirement community, such as storage or outdoor equipment. I like this one. Yes or no answers. Instead of asking yourself, which winter coat do I want to keep? Ask, have I worn this coat and will I in the future? If the answer is yes, then you should keep the coat, but if the answer is no, then chuck it. If it's broken, throw it away. There's no point in keeping something you can't use. If it's broken, toss it immediately without a second thought. You should only be taking the best quality items with you in retirement. Now I want to point out that this is a recommendation that I found online. However, having lived in other cultures that are not throwaway cultures, This recommendation bothers me, not to mention that it fills up landfills. Surely there are better ways. Especially don't throw away electronics. The data on your hard drive are still there until the drive is physically destroyed. Even if you electronically delete everything, there are still ways to recover the data. First, be sure the electronic device is wiped clean. Then take it to a certified electronics reclamation or recycling center. Another recommendation I found, keep the most used items. If you haven't used it by now, it's likely that you never will. Consider using the hanger trick with clothes and a six-month test with all the other possessions. Six-month test being, of course, if you haven't used it in six months, it's likely you may not. I'm not so sure that's true, though, because six months is just half the year, and that could be it could be a seasonal item, but the hanger trick I really like. It's about how to make decisions about clothing. Turn all of your hangers around so that the clothes are facing backwards and set a time limit anywhere from six months to a year. At the end of the time period, the clothes that are still facing backwards are the ones that haven't been worn and can be discarded without much struggle. The hanger trick takes the decision-making process out of downsizing your closet. Me? Ooh, I like this one. Another recommendation. If it's supposed to be a gift, give it now. Another one. Things to keep no matter what. Birth and death records, marriage licenses, divorce decrees, social security cards, pension plan documents, medical records, insurance policies, passports, wills, trusts, power of attorney documents, property deeds, investment records, education records, diplomas, and military service. So even though you may have these electronically, be sure that you have a backup for them. Um, I would recommend somewhere on the cloud so that you in case you lose uh, your computer or use of your computer. And um, frankly I always keep hard copies as well. Once it becomes time, if indeed it ever does become time, to move into assisted living, there's another whole set of questions to ask and actions to take. But for now, if downsizing in retirement is in your plan, know that it is as emotional as it is logical, and it can be exhausting on both fronts. So my final recommendation, again, based on my extensive experience, is... Do downsize emotionally. The emotion may be pleasurable, it may be nostalgic, it may be sad, but do it with memories, laughter, smiles, tears, music, alone with a cup of tea or a glass of wine, or with friends or your partner. Do it with love, because in the end, it's all about loving yourself. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. You've been listening to Woman Worthy. real talk about real issues for women over 60. Tune in wherever you receive your podcasts with new episodes every Monday morning. You can leave your comments by downloading the Podbean app to your device and on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. I'm Paulette Lee. I hope you found this program worthy of your time.